SENZ. 9.43 with Mitchell and McIver. Uh, Mitchell McLenahan, Stephen McIver. That's Mitchell. You can put your mic on. Mitchell. Mitch, Mitchell. Uh, this is the this summer breakfast <laughs> at the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. One man that probably needs his sleep is not going to get much more because he's got to work tonight because he's going to be calling our cricket again beautifully. Thanks to our good friends at Razine is uh, Daniel McCarty. G'day, Daniel. Happy Christmas, team. How are we this morning? We're full of beans like my daughter has been. <laughs> oh, tough. Off. Oh, tough, mate, when you're trying to sleep, Matt. Oh, like. When did you finish this morning? What time? Two o'clock, three o'clock? Yeah, I got, I got home about quarter to three, I think it was. Oh, you're, well, you're, you're, you're a good man for helping us out today. So, uh, no, we... my, my, my pleasure, fellas. I, I had grandiose ideas that a, a test match um, day would be finished in time. When New Zealand bowled 30 overs in the first session, how foolish was I to think they'd actually do that? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you guys look very, very sharp in the, the old com box there, mate. Uh, was that matching outfits, was it? Yeah, it was. Western, uh, Western Ringers. God, love them. Fantastic. Well, I think we're the first ever cowboy commentary team. <laughs> cowboy boots. And uh, I must admit, he, he, I think he put the spurs on because he was very angry, Mitchell, at uh, the laws of the game. Uh, there was a couple of diatribes uh, from pictures about he cannot understand how someone can get hit outside the line of off stump and the ball can go on and still hit the stumps and you're not out. Um, <laughs> uh, he wants to completely rip up the LBW uh, law and write it again. Well, You'd be all for that, Mitch. Can I just say, I reckon that might be off the back of your comment at the start of the, of the commentary stint where you likened the pitch to Richard Petrie's head. <laughs> yeah, well, I was a bit barren, a bit lifeless. <laughs> It was. It wasn't. Bit of a shine to it. There was a a couple of stringy pieces of grass that had rolled (laughs) into the pit, a bit like peaches. So yeah, you know, Karachi and Richard Petrie's head, the Karachi surface, uh, you know, had much in common. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Look, yeah, look pretty. um, I mean, we got off to a flyer of a start. Have you ever seen two stumpings uh, like that for the first couple of wickets in Test cricket? What were you thinking? Don't repeat what text I sent through either. To be honest, Matt, I was I was caught completely unaware. If you actually uh, you know watch or, or hear the replay of the first one, it certainly won't go into the Hall of Fame of cricket commentary. Um, I, I was completely caught off guard. Not like, but then to see it a, a second time was a little bit bizarre. And I, I do wonder if um, our dear mate, Mr. McCullum, and his English side were sort of living rent free in the head of that Pakistan team in that first session. There was some. Dis- interesting decisions, should I say. Uh, Imam Al-Haq's another one, uh, trying to hit over mid-off when he's on 24, sky, uh, mm. sky one, then a loose shot outside off stump just prior to lunch. So New Zealand had hung in there in that first session. But I think Pakistan probably tried to gamble a little bit too much. And at 115 for four, New Zealand must have been utterly thrilled with their first session. I thought Saudi rolled the bowlers quite nicely in that opening 30-over uh, 30, 30 period. But after, after lunch, it was a bit of an old-school approach. Um, they reduced the risk, Pakistan. Barbara Zahn didn't get out of the second gear throughout the whole day. I'm not kidding. And the guy's on 161, not out. Huge moment is that chance. New Zealand put him down on 12. But uh, Safra's Ahmed coming back into the side, I, I think his last test was in 2019 when he got a golden duck in his last inning. So he's probably been stirring on that for three years. You know, a lot of pressure on him and Barbara uh, as um, but you know Pakistan cricket well. There's a whole heap of um, you know expletive going on in the background. <laughs> um, you know, new new selectors. The, the chairman's gone. The prime minister's stepped in. The patron of Pakistan cricket. 
uh, you know, lots of eyes on Bubba Razan, so a bit of a captain's knock from him, really impressive. But I think New Zealand will be disappointed how they, they bowled in the second and third session. They just weren't consistent enough and looked like a team that, funnily enough, hadn't played test cricket since June. Yeah, you're, you're right in saying that. I guess on that front, how do you think Tim Southey handled the captaincy? Your, your first thoughts on his first day as test captain? I like the first two sessions. And I think Jeremy Coney will agree with me on this one after T. A little bit strange for about 50 minutes to go with two of the the, the, the less effective bowlers throughout the day's play. Um, it showed he looked like a guy who was so excited to be back in his career, but just didn't find a, a rhythm throughout the day. Um, Neil Wagner, I, I'm not sure if it was by design, but really did seem down on pace. And they went with this, you know, wide outside off approach. And Barazan was just not paying any uh, particular attention. And I felt maybe then, in that period after tea, was what, one you could look to attack because I think there's some frailty um, in the lower, uh, you know, lower order of that Pakistan lineup. So um, they've been able to get a score of over 300, and, you know, on day number one, and that's pretty competitive. I know they scored 307 on the surface in the first innings of the test against England and hmm. went on to lose. But, um, you know, that pitch looked a little bit more um, lively than Peaches' head. Um, this one looks like it's going to just continue to get lower and slower. And I, I, I'd fear any uh, side, um, you know, scoring significant runs in the fourth innings to, to win a game on that. Yeah, that's what I was going to. Next question I was going to ask is, is around the wickets, um, they try and prepare it to be in their favour. Um, did it show any signs of even breaking up at all? There was one ball late on the day um, from A. Jazz Patel where he actually um, had Barbara's arm given out LBW um, by the umpire Alim Dar, a ball that absolutely ragged from leg, uh, from uh, pitched on leg. We thought hitting the top of off. It spun so much. arm missed it by two, two or three inches. He got absolutely nowhere near it from a left arm bowling around the wicket pitch for that. That angle to, to, to turn it that much, that's, that's gone a long, long way. That was the first one that spun appreciably off the straight, and that always uh, terrifies me if I was a batsman. It, 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 it's spinning from wide back in towards the stumps, yeah. Um, so if you, you add that into some pretty a variable bounce, gee, Tommy, Tom Blunder must have um, slept well last <laughs> night. The, the, the amount of work he was having to do with the ball not carrying through. Yeah. Uh, so if, if it's going to turn off the straight and have that up and down bounce, uh, boy, oh boy, um, yeah, it's going to be a pretty tough assignment. Well, cheers for that, Daniel. One of those classical first innings test match that the New Zealand batsmen in their first turn really going to have to, to, to you know, shine like the Karachi sun. Aren't they, aren't they mate? Aren't they? Hey, well, thanks for that, mate. You get back to your daughter. Sounds like she's running amok and try and get yourself an afternoon nap before... She's finished crying now because she knows I'm on with you guys. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she knows she knows where her bread's butter. Thanks, mate. Appreciate the time. Looking forward to the call later on tonight, uh, the second day of the first test between Pakistan and New Zealand from Karachi. Brought to you by Razine.